What in your relationships have you chosen? What would you choose if you felt able? Most of us are brought up with a blueprint, an outline or even a plan for our most important and intimate relationships. It can be more or less explicit, sent via parents, grandparents, teachers, the media, books, television, or even the government's tax policies. But the message we receive is simple. The gold standard for a romantic relationship is one that is heterosexual, between two people, and monogamous. But why is that the standard? And is it really working for you? Some people recognise their uniqueness early on and are forced to question and or defy this blueprint. For example, if they are attracted to the same sex, or both sexes, lots of sex, or just no sex at all. If their gender identity doesn't match their birth assignment, or their desires are forbidden by their religion. Many people go for decades without wondering about whether the norm really works for them, becoming entrenched in relationship ideals and systems that may no longer make so much sense. The brave among them start to wonder, what do I really want from a romantic relationship? Who am I really? Who might I be? In both my last few years spent working as a therapist and over a decade of writing professionally about health, well-being and relationships, I spent much time exploring the human psyche and its shadows. I have been astonished by the prevalence of the relationship blueprint, those limiting beliefs about who we should be and how we should behave when it comes to sex, romance, intimacy and love, and I've also felt dismayed by its power. I've watched people become unhappy and unwell trying to adhere to the supposed rules that no longer serve them. Yet I've also watched some of those people, myself included, dig deep to free themselves. I know which one I'd recommend. So how do we find freedom in relationships, both with others and with ourselves? I think it begins with a sense of choice, by which I mean believing in and respecting the idea that one has some agency in one's life and the direction that it takes. I believe that when we respect choice, notice choice, enact choice and live in line with choice, we can access a deep and important sense of freedom and live more responsible, conscious lives. I know that it might sound idealistic, but far from being about lofty intellectual principles, this requires one to have one's feet firmly on the ground and get stuck into the very real everyday stuff of being a body as well as a mind. Yet although I would argue that conscious choice is not elitist, I can hardly argue that it's even-handed. No sensible person would suggest that life, with all its inequalities and accidents, offers each individual access to the same number or types of choices. What I do trust, however, is that there is always some level of choice available to everyone. Even when a situation feels challenging, we have a choice about what perspective to take or who to share our worries with. Perhaps you're one of those people who's decided they don't have options. This is your lot, and that is that. Maybe you think that this is because of your circumstances rather than your mindset. You might think, for example, that parents are in a different camp from all other adults. They can't afford the luxury of such broad choices because what they choose impacts on their children. That may be right, but choice remains available despite the fact that everyone's personal circumstances differ. Having dependence or challenging circumstances does not mean you have no choice. What about other kinds of carers, those who live with disability, with poverty, or with major mental health issues? If I had a £10 note for every time someone said to me, you don't understand, it's different for me because of... I think I could finally visit the Arctic. Of course, 
Each of these people is right. We are all different, yes. But there is always more room for choice. Who is this book for? The simplest answer is almost everyone. The ideas within these chapters can be considered, questioned, and, at least in part, adopted by anybody, regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, gender identity, sexuality, political leanings, or relationship status. This book is just as much about inquiring into your unique relational needs and wants as it is about telling stories from other walks of life or offering suggestions about relationship building. It's about opening yourself to new possibilities. What I hope is that by the end of this book you'll be free to change or stay the same, consciously.